Good morning, and we bid welcome to the Bookshelf Ladies, Chris and Mary, for another edition of Book Talk, brought to you by the Bookshelf. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Yay! Another beautiful day in paradise. <laughs> it's a little froggy out there. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's March. We get such it's neat weather right. in March. I love it. Yeah, it's a I'm variety. Like a and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wasn't the weekend beautiful? Oh, my. It was stars and bars. It was just lovely. So warm. We had our door open Saturday at work. Loved it. Oh, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. But anyway, days like this, still a perfect day to read yeah, every, a book. Everybody was and... out getting their cars washed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the rain. I love it. Yeah, of course. Oh. Well, I will do the indie bestseller list. Um, there are a few stars. Of course, that means some debuts on our list. Yeah, and actually the first one on our hardcover fiction list is a debut for us. It's The Paris Apartment, Lucy Foley. And I read a little bit about that. That sounds like a really good book. Um, oh, yeah. I, I love this kind of mystery. Of mm-hmm. Yeah. A kind of a um, whodunit, you know, uh, kind of a locked door mystery that uh, there's only so many suspects, but, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what they call it. And um, and this has been anticipated for quite a while, waiting for this to come out. So, you know, I think this is going to be a big spring. I think this is going to be a big spring in Somerville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it really sounds good. I, I love a good mystery, like I said. Um, uh-huh. Number two, Amar, Amar Tolls, The Lincoln Highway. Midnight Library back on the top five list, Matt Haig. Violetta, Isabella Lande at number four. And still hanging in there at number five, Cloud Cuckoo Land, Anthony Doerr. Let's see a couple other debuts on the list. Uh, Julie Atsuka with The Swimmers at number ten. And you know, Jennifer that's, Hay. That's really, oh, yeah, that's really an interesting book, The Swimmers, um, because it's, it kind of deals with um, uh, dementia. Uh, a woman oh. that has dementia is swimming, and that's why uh, you know she's trying to stave it off by swimming. It's all about a bunch of groups of, of people who go in and, and swim for, well, mostly exercise or... Um, they're trying to uh, deal with the problems that they're having. That's that's what it is. And, and all these swimmers are at this, uh, like, a public pool, and it, they, they see that there's a crack coming in the bottom of the, of the pool, and they're trying to figure out what, what's causing it and are they going to be able to continue, you know, to swim. And then it kind of it goes into really the story of this one particular woman who was a Japanese internment victim during the Second World War. She's now suffering from dementia and her relationship with her daughter and, and how, you know, there's just so many things going on with the, this is a real, this is a real personality book. You know, it's a, it's a oh. book that has 
a lot, lots of stories about a lot of different people and how they handle their situation. So it's it's really um, a very intriguing story. And, you know, if you like those stories about of uh, how people are handling things, this is perfect. You know, that sounds like a really good uh, book club book. Yeah, a lot of exactly. discussion you yeah. could do on that. A one. lot of discussion yeah. going on in that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and number you, fifteen is one. Yeah, yes, Mercy one Street. It's it's just kind of like the same thing. It's uh, once again great stories. It's all about a um, an abortion clinic and how um, you know a woman that's working there is dealing with the tragedies of women with um, um, unplanned pregnancies that they feel they can't handle and um, uh, how she deals with with her uh, clients. And then on the other side are the, the uh, anti-abortionists who um, obviously uh, have their own strong feelings about abortion um, and how the conflict uh, arises in this in this story so it's uh you know i think it looks at both sides of the street in this book um so i think this one but it is fiction um so you you have to wonder you know how they're gonna it's such a sensitive issue so yeah that's going to handle yeah that that sounds interesting too in uh, in our nonfiction, the um no no stars there this week but um a lot like i said a lot of good books Number one, the 1619 Project, A New Origin Story, and that's Nicole Hannah-Jones. Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful, Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience, Renee Brown. Crying in H-Mart, a memoir, Michelle Zahner. Number four is the 90s, a book, Chuck Klosterman. And number five, still hanging in there, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. I have a feeling that'll be on the list because graduations are coming up, right? And Mother's Act- Day and Father's Easter's Day. Easter's coming up. So yep, all those things Easter, are going to yep. It's just a, such a nice little gift book. It's great. It is. It is. And it, it amazes me because it's almost like every page has something really profound on. And it's, you know, uh-huh. it, yeah. it, it kind of... It's kind of like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how he does yeah. it, but, you know, it's really interesting. <laughs> yes, so. A great, great gifty book. Or just, you know, for yourself. Okay, yeah, right. paperback fiction. The seven hubs, hubbins. Husbands of Evelyn <laughs> Hugo. <laughs> hubbies. Seven hubbies of Evelyn Hugo. Taylor Jenkins Reid. Number yeah, one. And we Song did manage to get that back in. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's back good. In. Yeah, that was out for yep. a few weeks, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. Right. Yeah. Okay. Song of Achilles, Madeline Miller. Verity, Colleen Hoover. The Vanishing Half, Britt Bennett. And it ends with us, Colleen Hoover, again. Uh, there is one debut on our list, the paperback fiction. And it's Sarah Penner with The Lost Apothecary. Mm-hmm. So I... Yeah, I kind of remember that in hardcover. Yeah, they did pretty. They did pretty well in hardcover. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's not time for it to come out in paperback. There you go. You know, I'm amazed. You know, it used to be kind of standard. It would be like a year. You know, something would come out in hardcover, and you could figure, ah, eh, within a year it'll be paperback. But anymore, it's it's kind of hit and miss. You never, you, know, you never really know. 
you know if it's going to come out in paperback anymore like like right. they used to. You're you're absolutely right. You know when the when the their contract was sold, what author's contract was sold for the book. You know then they knew just when the paperback was going to come out. Heck, they start printing those things six months after the hardcover. Yeah. But now yeah. it's you know you don't know if it's go- even going to come out in paperback or or the time frame is just so different. Or yeah. they may bring it out in that new print-on-demand um, situation where, right. you know, it, it can be ordered, but they're not yeah. going to do a, a, a front-end print of, of the book. And and it always surprises me, you know, sometimes you would think, oh, that's definitely going to, that did so well, you know that's definitely going to come out in into a paperback edition, and that doesn't. So, you know, yeah. you, just, you just don't know anymore. No, no, and don't even want to hazard a guess on that stuff anymore. Yes, so it's just another thing that we have to keep on top of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can't make those anymore. (laughs) Another thing. (laughs) Okay. In the non... (laughs) Isn't it not enough I have to keep track of my glasses nowadays? I mean, come on. (laughs) <laughs> Where are those things? No matter how many, no matter how many pairs you buy and leave laying oh, yeah. every every lamp, you know, every table. Yes, yes. <laughs> And the phone rings, and you don't know who it is because you can't read it. <laughs> Most of the time, you don't even care. But anyway, I, I'm yeah, that's <laughs> digressing here. Um, in the nonfiction, this kind of surprises me. It's kind of knocked off a uh, long-standing uh, number yes, one here. Yes, it did. Uh, Art Spiegelman is number one now with Mouse Moss One, a survivor's tale. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. it. Knocked off Braiding Sweetgrass, which has been on there right. for so long, for but, quite a while. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. that's what a little publicity will do for you. Oh yeah, and and then yeah, and good. then of course. You have the, uh, and I think this this timing is kind of incredible as far as this book is concerned, but you have the invasion of Ukraine by um, Russia, and they're comparing, um, you know, the onslaught with uh, Hitler's uh, advance into into Poland yeah. and, and the countries during the Second World War. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, about... Uh, this, you know, it's not going to happen again, but hopefully. Oh, my God. Oh, oh that. Jesus, but, yeah. Um, it's definitely something that, um, you know, he's kind of using the excuse of the Nazism um, to make this invasion. And, of course, this is what this book is all about. And so yeah. there's some people that still uh, aren't aware of what happened. And in many cases, right. it happened in... in the lifetime of people who are still alive. There are still survivors of the Holocaust alive today. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and many and, of them are living I, in Ukraine. Yes, yes. And I, I think it's good that this is out here now. The, the younger kids, I mean, they just, they don't, yes. you know, it, okay, mm-hmm. it's it's a um, graphic novel, but that's how they get their info, and that's how they learn. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So, you know, and, you know, and it's, uh, it's it's just necessary yeah. information you're talking. Definitely, it's like it's, the 16, you forget just, history. It's just the same as the, yeah, just the same as the sixteen nineteen project. You know, it's, it's exactly. It's not, it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's not 
but it has to be learned. Exactly. History will repeat itself if not, so you got to watch it. So Robin Wall Kimmer went down to number two at Braiding Sweetgrass. All about love, new visions, bell hooks, the splendid in the vial, Eric Larson, number four, and the body keeps the score, Bessel Vanderkolk. So no other debuts on that. I, I did find it interesting. Did you look at the mass market, Chris? <clears throat> Every yeah. single one of those are classics. Are, yeah. You have mm-hmm. Dune, 1984, mm-hmm. Diary of a Young Girl, and Frank. Dune Messiah, of course, those are all Frank Herbert, Foundation, Isaac Asimov, Animal Farm, Eye of the World, Robert Jordan, Lord of the Flies, Children of the Dune, Name of the Wind, that's Patrick Rolfus. It's like every single one of them are older books in the mass market. Yes, and a lot of them are are books on education lists that they do every year. They always pop up about, you know, um, after... Christmas time, where they start the second session of, of fiction and literacy, and so you'll you'll see 1984 and the Diary of Anne Frank come up all the time. Animal Farm is Animal is Farm, a, every, yep. every Lord year. of the Flies, and, and you can see yes, Lord of the Flies, and of course Children of the Dunes is being driven by the movie. It's once again uh, on television. People are interested. We've been selling a lot of the Dune books. And also the um, um, the foundation by Isaac Asimov. It's just kind of like an offshoot of that. And Robert Jordan's Eye of the World. You know that that's a new series yep. that's on. I think it's on HBO. I'm not sure, but it's getting a lot of publicity and a lot of buzz. And so you know that brings people back to those books. And and yeah. then you've yeah. got word of mouth. You know, they said, oh, my God, I just read this book. It was the best thing ever. You have to read it. So, um, you know, that's what happens with uh, exactly what happens with this type of book. Yep. I I thought it was just kind of neat. I just glanced at that when I was going over the list. I thought, oh, that's cool. So, okay. (laughs) Children's early and middle grade readers, the ice cream machine is number one. Adam Rubin, Friends Forever, Shannon Hale. Stunt Boy. In the meantime, Jason Reynolds, uh, Reynolds Hegelmeyer's back on the top five list with drama, a graphic yeah. novel. Mm-hmm. And Gary Paulson, North Wind, is on there. So no no debuts on that list. They're just kind of dancing around each other, but there's still a lot yeah, of good sure ones on there. Mm-hmm. In the Young Adult, Dana Schwartz with Anatomy, A Love Story. And that's got an interesting cover on. It's got a heart. Yes. <laughs> not not a cutesy heart. It's a heart heart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jason Reynolds with Ain't Burned All the Bright. Number two, They Both Die at the End, Adam Silver. I Must Betray You, Ruta Sepsis. And Firekeeper's Daughter, Angeli, Angeline Boley. Uh, there is one debut on the list at number 10, Axie O, The Girl Who Fell Beneath so, yes, this is, a, this is another a young adult novel that um, <clears throat> has been getting a lot of buzz, and I'm sure this is going to be a 9 to 99 um, um, book that a lot of people are going to be looking for. But lots, mm, lots okay. of buzz, lots of free publicity. Okay, in the children's illustrated, um, the 
1619 Project, Born on the Water, Nicole Hannah-Jones is at number one. Good Night Moon, Margaret Wise-Brown. Aaron Slater, Illustrator, Andrea Beatty. Change Sings, a children's anthem, that's Amanda Gorman. And Sandra Boynton with Woodland Dance, I love that book. So, again, a lot of, lot of classics on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of and a lot galaxies. of um, see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of classics and a lot of, lot of new ones on there, too. So, um, just recent ones. So, that's, that's kind of cool. In the mm-hmm. children's series, Wings of Fire, T. Sutherland, number one. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Jeff Kinney. Elephant and Piggy, Mo Willems. Babysitter's Club Graphics, Ann Martin. Um, had had somebody call the other day. I guess they their granddaughters reading the Babysitters Club, and um, I said, "Oh, the graphics." Or, no, she said the old ones. And she said apparently her one daughter gave away a bunch of the books that she had, and she's trying to oh, you know wow. get them back. <laughs> I said, "Oh, yeah." Well, I said we do have some up there, but. Um, you know, good luck. You know, the, the babysitter clubs are, it's, it's almost just like the goosebumps, where we have yes. so many used copies oh, of those books yes. that, you know, there, there just wasn't any room to keep that many. And now you, we, we hardly have any because they've yeah. just rediscovered them. You know, once yes. what was once old is new. And and, exactly. and and both of those books are they're actually reprinting them, um, but they're pre- reprinting them in so many different ways. You know, they're colorizing them, they're yep. making putting them into graphic novels. But um, you know, a little bit at a time. But you figure they must have done how many of each of those series? 50, oh my 60. goodness! Different oh, titles. at least <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, they yeah. used to take up four shelves. So yep. But, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating in, in the probably 30 years I've been there to watch what comes around, you know, again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. But. Yeah, when we think so, of cars, how many of those do we give away? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah, or, or dimed out, quartered out. Um, yes. Let's see, the last one on our list is uh, Aaron Blabley with The Bad Guys, which that movie looks like yes. fun, but the book's even yes. funner. Yes, so. our, uh, our funner, yeah, our, um, that book, I think it's coming back in today, uh, The Bad Guys movie novelization that um, oh. I, I had a little boy in on Saturday saying that he couldn't wait to see the movie, so... Um, oh, I guess. Awesome. And the bad guys are doing real well. You know, of course, it, it's kind of a, a, a geared toward boys, um, but girls love them too. You know, like we always oh, say, yeah. girls will read anything. Boys are going to be more specific. Um, but the bad yeah. guys, is, it's just such a good series for the, for the little guys who are reluctant readers, shall we say. Yes. That's a great, that's Definitely. A great series for them. Okay, so what's USA Today look like? Right. What's USA doing? Okay, let's pop over to there. And to be debuting at number one uh, for us also on the USA Today is Lisey Foley's new book. Hello, ladies. Hmm. Hello. You there? Let's go. Yeah. Oh, got you back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You lose that? <laughs> Just for a second. We got you now. Okay, good. Um, okay. We're back at... Now, you were talking about Lucy Foley. 
Yes, with Lucy Foley um, is debuting yep. at number one. And then we get back into the Colleen Hoover Club uh, because she's, she has so many books on this list. Uh, at number two, <laughs> it ends It ends with us is Colleen Hoover. At number three is Verity with Colleen Hoover. Uh, oh, I didn't get, pull in at number four. We have James Clear with The Atomic Habits. That's still doing well. That's been kind of jumping up and down, you know, ever since it yep. was released. Uh, the House of Sky and Breath debuted last week at number one. And it's fallen down to number five, but that's okay. This is the second one in that series. Bryce Quinlan and Hunt Asala have a choice to make, stay silent or fight. And this, as you say, is the second in that series. Uh, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is still with us at number six. Colleen Hoover's back with reminders of him at number seven. Uh, Nothing to Lose by J.A. Jantz. And here we go. Former Seattle homicide detective J.P. Beaumont is back and working on a missing persons case. So this is the 23rd in that series with J.A. Jantz. And I know that she done a couple of things in the meantime that were not part of this series. So uh, her fans are, are happy to see that she's got another one of those done. And, of course, we have our first Dr. Seuss since it was Read Across America last week with Dr. Seuss's birthday on the 3rd. So, Green Eggs and Ham pops up from number 32 uh, with the classic. And you'll find that there will be a number of other classics by Dr. Seuss at this time. And Life Force uh, debuted last week um, by uh, Tom Robinson, P.H. Diane Londis. Let's see what's down at the rest. Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Um, that book is a non, uh, is a little nonfiction piece about how to find friendship. And you wouldn't think that hmm. that would be necessary, but they're finding since COVID, since so many people were, uh, stuck inside that it's, it's, it became difficult to maintain those friendships. So that's, that's what this book is about. Find your people. Hmm. Uh, Gabrielle Bernstein. Yes, Happy Days is debuting it. I have to check on that one, so I'll have to find out what that is. Uh, Happy Days, my goodness, that could be uh, like 50 different things. So, but I hope it is just about Happy Days because we need those. They're coming up here. And here we go with One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish by Dr. Seuss. Uh, That popped up from number 40, but it's interesting to see that even... um, it, it's still in the top 50 of Dr. Seuss's books, are still in the top 50 books that are sold every year. And it, it popped mm. up from, from 50 for that. Uh, Red Handed by Peter Schweitzer. He's done, um, this is a, a political book, How American Elites Get Rich. And of course, that's um, he, he's been back doing a lot of radio shows in just the last week or so. So that's driven that. A little publicity never hurts. Uh, Joanne Fluke is back with the caramel pecan roll myrtle. That just makes me happy oh, for breakfast. I know. I haven't even had my coffee. So good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and that is the 25th in this series by, and, and these are what we like to call cozy mysteries. Um, and yep. so it, it, she's got a, a huge following there. The cat in the hat. Miss Dr. Seuss is back. That was um, popped up uh, into the top 20. The Love Hypothesis by Ali Heiselwood, uh, still doing well. 
Native Prose is a maid, um, and of course that's about a, a young woman who's a maid in a grand hotel who uh, finds a body and it's up to her to find out who who the murderer is or else they may just blame her. Cat <laughs> Kid Comic Club is back in the top 20 by Dave Pilkey. And look, one of our favorites, It's Not Easy Being a Bunny by Madeline oh. Sass. And, and, you know, it's kind of a little early for Easter, but, you know, this is one of those books that kind of pulls in with a read across America. And I'm sure that that's yeah. why that was. So there's there's still a lot of people who think that that actually was written by Dr. Seuss, but that was uh, really um, a, a Marilyn Sadler, who was one of his protégés, as, as it were. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, this is about... Um, uh, PJ, you know, the, the bunny is trying to decide if it's better being another animal instead of a bunny because it's just hard being a bunny. I tell you, I've got <laughs> lots of bunnies in my backyard. Oh, <laughs> it's that so, time of the year. It's that time of the year for sure. <laughs> but that, that's our t- uh, top 20 uh, of the USA Today. We've got a few seconds left. Um, the books that are coming out today C.J. Box has a new Joe Pickett that's coming out. Yay. Um, Daniel Steele, why am I not surprised? There's another Daniel Steele coming out called High Stakes. Um, I'm probably thinking the one that's gotten the most um, publicity for the last week and a half, One Damn Thing After Another, The Memoirs of an Attorney. This is by William Barr, (laughs) our former... um, um, uh, Power of attorney, our, our attorney, uh, attorney general, general attorney yeah, general AG. for uh, the United States, and um, uh, you know there's there's a lot of uh, uh, a conflict on this book, particularly uh, of you know why didn't he discuss these things while he was there? Why didn't he warn us all? Or um, but he's 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 not that. Um, uh, you know the the Trump followers are not going to read it because they're not going to believe it. And the the Trump uh, opponents are not going to read it because they they don't want to spend two cents on somebody that's going to benefit from it. So that, that's that one. But we will have a copy because it should be driving around yep. April as we speak. Um, <laughs> and so those are just Cinder and Glass is a new one by Melissa De La Cruz. If you like, the the Disney does such a great job taking the fairy tales and spinning them. And uh, what if it were this way type thing. Tim Tebow has a new one, The Mission Impossible, Go Create a Life That Counts. So there's, you know, how many do we have coming out this week? 377 new books are being out, uh, coming out today. Um, let's see what we have next week real quick because we've got about two minutes left. Uh, next week, and I haven't even had a chance to look at that. Ooh, look there. Number one, Harlan Coben has a new one, The Match. Ah. And I know that there's lots of people coming in for Harlan the last couple weeks. So, you know, we're kind of low on uh, youth things for yep. him. So, have a lot of those coming in. Um, uh, there's this new one, Anthony Rogers, a great piece of history is coming out, Soldiers of Fortune, Mercenaries, and Military Adventures from 1960 to 2020. So, um, mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, you, you wonder right about on. that because, uh, of course, they're getting a lot of the Soldiers of Fortune that are heading over 
for yep. um, to Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you wonder about those those individuals. Um, Simone St. John has a new one, The Book of Cold Cases. That's going to be a lot of fun if you like a great mystery. Um, who else has some things? Peter Swanson has a new one, Nine Lives. Um, that should be a lot of fun. How many do we have? Oh, 326 new books coming out mm-hmm. next week. So big doings. Big doings. And ladies, we are out of time. And can you give us uh, once again your location, phone number, and hours, please? Okay. We are on the corner of North Walnut and Boeinger and in Batesville. And we are there Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 5. Saturday, sometimes, sometimes not. It's best yep. to call. And you can call us at 812-934-5800. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch up on the latest, your favorite authors and all that good stuff. So um, we'll be there waiting for you. All right. And we will talk to you again at this time next Tuesday for another edition of Book Talk, brought to you by The Bookshelf. Book Talk.